And welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 430 for December 17th, 2023. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Rowan McBain. We've got me here. And that's it. I I don't know if we're doing a podcast next week. Oh, uh, because of because of Crimbus? Yeah, it's Christmas Eve next weekend. <laughs> uh yeah. next Sunday. And I'm totally down to do it because I'm not doing anything. Uh, normally, I go to my sister's house, but she's like, I'm going to be in Colorado. And so I, I don't think I'm doing anything. And my girlfriend will want to open the presents on Christmas. So I don't think I'm doing anything Christmas Eve. So, so I can be here. I would just need one other person to have no life and also be here. Hint, hint. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know what I'm doing. I genuinely don't. Yeah, I'm of course I'm your host Nathan Reed Spruth. Hey Roa, where can we find you? Uh, you can try going to a dot website. It should work. It's up. Castopod's up right now, and that's linked through a Roa a Roa dot website. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a dot website. Uh, all of our links are there. Uh, the big one I want to point out is for me just. I don't know. Is my Twitch on there? How to, uh, I think so. Okay. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash read, and I'm there Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I will not be there tomorrow night. That's Monday the 18th because uh, Durga, one of, our, one of our friends, is having a Christmas party at his work, and because he doesn't have a girlfriend or a life, I'm the only person he ever invites. So I get free food, which is pretty great. Interesting. Yep. And uh, so, but then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I will be streaming. Hopefully I'll beat Bot and Kaitos on Tuesday. I, I keep thinking I'm at the end and then the game just keeps going. Uh, I got to a point where you, you like get, it's funny because you know, as, as the player, you know that if you would just stop doing stuff in the game, like narratively, then the big bad guy would never get released. But as you go through the game, you accidentally unlock the big bad guy. Uh, And so we get to the point where he like, you know, you summon Satan basically. And I was like, oh, and then we're going to have the big boss fight. Nope. There's like another 15 hours of gameplay after that. After you unlock, (laughs) got to go do other stuff. Uh, it's, it's fun. JRPGs are goofy. JRPGs are really goofy. And you don't even play the main character. You're not, you play the guardian, like the spirit guardian of the main character. So you control the main character, but then every once in a while I'll be like, Hey, Reeton, what do you think we should do in this? And you're just like, I don't know. Fuck off. (laughs) So it's, it's a, it's a little unique. Uh, it's it's nice that you're not you're not the main character, and that also leads that uh to some like uh, swerves in the game, some some things that you wouldn't expect happen because you're not the main character, so they make their own decisions. Uh, kind of like in uh, 
the yeah that there's, other game there's another there's there's another game that i'm thinking of that i can't think of the name of that does it yeah and uh really what good. what games have you played this week so i am uh i'm embarrassed to admit fortnite i i'm playing a lot of fortnite oh are you playing the actual game or are you just playing the music because there's only like 15 I, songs i've been playing lego fortnite oh i see that's not i haven't played that but that sounds fun like you you actually build the walls or legos and stuff uh so yes but also it's like it's a survival game oh like 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 i so i thought when i saw the trailer for lego fortnite i i was like and it well whenever i saw that it was that it was going to be a thing i was like oh lego fortnite so it's like it's fortnite but made for like little kids like so that your parents won't be like i stop shooting guns at people and and why are they hitting the gritty you you're not old enough to hit the gritty like that that kind of shit mm-hmm. but it's it's just it, it is its own game mode in like every way uh it's it's an open world fucking uh you know survival game like like uh, Seven Days to Die or Conan Exiles or like in that genre. That's interesting. Yeah, not what I expected at all, and it's it's fun. That's um, good. Yeah, I played I played it with a friend that uh, just he saw I was online and was like, and he's been playing it. That was, that was what made me go, yeah, I'll fucking give it a try. Why not? Because like I. I didn't think it would be. I didn't think it'd be any good at all. But That's good. Yeah. So. So you've been playing you a lot still, of that. Yeah. You still. You still can use a lot of your skins that uh, you might have gotten from, you know, the battle pass or buying V bucks, which I think is cool. It's just that they're Lego fied. That is. I I do like that. I've thought when you said that, I thought, oh, they're just gonna have the same skins, but they actually turn them into like Lego Goku. Uh, so that, that is kind of a disappointing thing is a lot of the like crossover characters don't have Lego versions. Oh, um, okay. At least not yet. Maybe. Cause I, I've noticed that at least all the ones that I have looked at, the ones that don't have Lego versions are anime characters. Okay. So, and all the anime characters and cartoon characters have like this very specific cartoony uh shader on them so maybe they're like they still haven't figured out quite how to translate that into lego well maybe they'll do it once they have that i don't know what i was thinking is it's probably a licensing thing it it could very well just be a licensing thing i don't really know like like they just can't update those characters like they can keep the characters as they are but they can't create new skins or anything for them is what i would i don't know it's really weird because like I like I don't know what license they have with a lot of these characters cuz you know every new emote that you get you can still use like you can have Goku floss and shit like I don't that's, I don't know. That's probably not 
that that's probably fine because it's just making the same character model just do something else and uh, yeah, yeah i see what you're saying they 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 would need to extend the rights if they wanted to have the character look different in some way they yeah. have licensed that specific appearance of the character but mm-hmm. not uh not the right to change the character's design in any meaningful way but that is cool that they they took the time to make Lego versions of the characters. That is one thing I've yeah. always liked. And I mentioned it on the podcast before, uh, even just old JRPGs and stuff where you would switch out your weapon and it would change the character model in the battle scenes and stuff. Always yeah. like that. Uh, it actually makes me upset. There are new games that are releasing that are like, oh yeah, you get different armor, but it doesn't show on your character. And I'm like, nope. That will that will stop me from playing a video game. That'll stop me yeah. from playing an MMO. Just, yeah, yeah, I I agree. It you didn't take the time to to animate that one little thing. It just doesn't it doesn't work for me. Uh, did you play anything other than Fortnite, or is it just Fortnite? Probably some WoW. Uh, yeah, no, it's just like Fortnite and mobile games and Yu Gi Oh. That's pretty yeah. much it. I uh I went on my Steam Deck last night and I was I I've been on a Star Wars kick. Like I don't know why I've just been like, man, I want to watch the old movies. Uh I started watching the uh the Obi-Wan series last night and I downloaded just to see if it would work. I downloaded uh Star Wars The Old Republic on my Steam Deck. Works great like at 60 frames a second high settings. Uh the problem is uh, they don't really have controller support in the game, so it's a little awkward to actually try to like fight things. Because I think I think World of Warcraft has actual c- controller support, right? Uh, I think it techni- it does, like it's there, mm-hmm. but no one in their right mind would ever use it. It's where- not like Final Fantasy, where Final Fantasy has control. Like it has a layout specifically designed for controller inputs because yep. it's on PlayStation. Yeah, well, the uh, Final Fantasy Eleven also had like really good controller support because it was on the PlayStation Two. Uh, yeah, yeah, which uh, is something. That is yeah, something. It was something. It would it, towards the end of the PlayStation Two life cycle. Uh, it Final Fantasy Eleven, like, wouldn't fit on the hard drive anymore. Yeah. So they would be like, you have to clear your hard drive and then like completely wipe it and then <laughs> download Final Fantasy Eleven because otherwise, like if you just updated, it wouldn't clear out some of the junk files and would, would tear up the hard drive. It was just, yeah. it was, it was great. It was awesome. And then they uh, ended support for that. And uh, now it's, now it's on its last legs, unfortunately. Uh, the other game I played on Monday I downloaded a game that was actually announced at the video game awards called The Finals and uh I had I had some fun with it. It was all right. Wasn't wasn't amazing, but it, it was all right. Oh, is that like the the like really fast-paced shooter? That, yeah. Yeah. Like it has a lot of destructible environments and shit. That is correct. Yes. It was fun. It's kind of like what if what if Rainbow Six Siege played like uh Played like a like a normal arena shooter. Yeah, and the two modes that I played, I mainly played the uh, three team one, but there is a four team one as well. So you get either three teams of three or 
three teams of four, or I'm sorry, four teams of three. And yeah, you're just going around and trying to basically, basically secure capture points uh, from the other teams and whoever has the most points at the end wins the game. Uh, you can also steal. So like you take, uh, it, similar to the bomb one in, in Halo, you, you have like a bomb or a, a, a trophy that you take to a specific area, you put it in, and then you have to defend that point while it fills up. But somebody can come in and steal that from you, and then they get the points for that location. And then <laughs> you move on to the next one until uh, the team with either 20 or 30,000 points wins that match, and you, and you move on. It was fun. Uh, I played just you know a couple hours of that, and... I don't know. It's a pretty solid game if you wanted to download it and play it, and it's free. It look it looks cool. Yeah, but I was just like, I I knew that if I downloaded it, yeah, I would play it like three times and then be like, well, that was a fun experience, and then delete it. Yeah, I really have to have friends if I'm gonna continue like continuously play a game like that instead of just being like, oh, I want to play this all the time. Uh, it's it's definitely a social game. Uh, so those were the games I played, Bot and Kaito's, uh, the finals, and just a little bit of Star Wars The Old Republic on my Steam Deck just to see how it works. Uh, let's move on to some stories. And we have a lot. We have a lot of stuff. I don't know why. Some weeks, everyone's like, ah, we, there's nothing to talk about. And then this week, everyone's like, we want to talk about everything that happened this week. Uh, the hey, first... I don't know about the others, but I just, like, anytime I see something... That that is above like a four out of ten on the <laughs> on the huh scale. Then I post it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have some people that will post stories, and I'm just like, this isn't really a story. <laughs> this isn't <laughs> something that we're gonna add on here. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, the more stories to choose from, the better. We can always we can always eliminate stories. We can't just make shit. Up. Wait a minute. We can just make shit up. We can oh, just lock. <laughs> We can, we become... can just ask ChatGPT to hallucinate something fucking ludicrous, and it wouldn't matter. That'd be great. Maybe maybe we'll do that on April Fools. Have G- the ChatGPT created list. Yes. Um, we're gonna move on and talk about this first story. Unify Devices broadcasted private video to other users' accounts. This is from Ars Technica. That's um, the what's the word? Bad. That's really bad. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. since Unify, uh, Ubiquity is is used in a lot of small businesses. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's yes, it's still bad if it's a private residence, right? And they're able to, oh no, you see the dog or or whatever eating up the couch. But with a private business or a small business, that that's bad. That's bad. It's is anything happening here? You're the one who brought it up, I believe. So, yeah. So it would appear, according to Ubiquity, that uh, something terrible happened on the back end whenever they were doing a system upgrade, and uh, they didn't go into super detail on what what exactly caused this. But essentially it caused you to, while you were logged into your account, your account was associated with the data of somebody else's account. 
So you would log in and see all of somebody else's security cameras. Um, which is, you know, that's, that's bad. That's pretty bad. Uh, it was seemingly random. You couldn't like obviously pick who it was that you were, you were seeing, but like, uh, somebody noted that, uh, they were, uh, or their, their wife had, had told them they just got a notification from the, one of their security cameras and the, the user was like, but it wasn't one of our security cameras. So like mm. this was affecting everything from like push notifications to the online dashboard and, and the mobile app and all that shit. Yep. Um, the, the, uh, the articles from Ars Technica, cause it's like one of the three websites that I actually look at articles from. Yeah. And, uh, apparently there's, there's been a, a problem with this before, not with ubiquity specifically. Um, but it's it's generally something to do with a middle box device as they describe it, which is not something that I have I have heard of, at least not that terminology. It kind of sounds like a CDN or something because they describe it as a box that caches certain data, uh, including credentials of users that have recently logged in. And when mismatches occur, the credentials for one account can end up mapped to a different account. Yeah, this, this uh, I, I got a definition from Google. It's a computer networking device that transforms, inspects, filters, and manipulates traffic for purposes other than packet forwarding. Um, they include firewalls, network address translators, load balancers, and deep packet inspection devices. Uh, yeah, it, it the that in first part of that description sounded like a load balancer. It's still not. Like I, I've never heard of something like that, but I don't doubt that it exists on some level. Uh, it seems like a pretty egregious problem, though, if this can just randomly happen on accident during a software upgrade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They so did, they did take it pretty seriously, apparently, and and fixed it pretty quickly. But yeah, they 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 addressed it essentially like within a within a few hours. Uh, it did, uh, it, it did only affect, looks like maybe 1200 accounts roughly. That's still 1200 that, people, but yeah, like the, the only way that this would have been like a really big deal and, and like, it is a big deal in, in some ways. Cause it's just, it's an invasion of privacy for a lot of people, but like, hopefully nobody had a ubiquity camera like sitting in their bedroom or something. Yeah, I'm sure there. I'm sure there were. I'm, I'm oh, sure there are. Were. But yeah. I, I could see. Again, that's that's terrible. But again, again, with small businesses and watching the cameras, that's not that's not great. Because if if a hacker knew about this and was able to get into like view cameras that oh hey look i got that person's password by downloading this video and slowing it down that being said uh have you used ubiquity cameras no uh we had a few at the first real it job i had uh and by a few i mean we had at the time like 120 cameras 
over the moon. There's probably 200 cameras there now. And they usually, at least for, for what we were experiencing, is they're like the old, not not black and white security cameras, but they don't have to run them at super high frame rates. So they would have yeah. them at like 10 frames a second maybe. Uh, which would make it really difficult for somebody to like spy on the camera and get somebody's password. Not saying it couldn't yeah, be done, it, uh, but yeah, that's, it would, that's yeah. what I was saying. Like, I I don't think in the in the grand scheme of things, like this would have caused any kind of major problems for anyone in particular, mm-hmm. unless they just so happened to like for some dumb reason have a camera in an intimate area. And you know, I my boss but. is uh pretty cool about security cameras. My current boss, he's like, we will put security com- cameras on the outside of the building, but I don't. I, he's like, I find it freaky to put cameras inside, so we're not gonna have cameras inside the building. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's good, because like <laughs> I I remember at that first IT job, we had no cameras in like the offices. There were a lot of cameras on the floor, like where machinery was, but there was one camera in my office because that's where all of the like tech was. And mm-hmm. I, so I, I could just be watched all day, just doing whatever in my office. And I did not like that. Yeah. Anyway. It, 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 um, I go either way with that. I mean, I, I've got my house completely surrounded with cameras. So, mm-hmm. but, but I'm, I'm a paranoid weirdo. My, uh, my my girlfriend doesn't she she will or or at like so i have my setup specific like i have a webcam pointed at my face for when i do streaming and then i have a green screen <laughs> in a specific spot so that it matches up with the camera i have the two uh the the two ir sensors for my headset and like I would come out when my fir- my girlfriend first moved in here, I would come out to the living room and my webcam would be pointed down at my desk and I'm like what are, what are you doing? <laughs> and she'll like and she would like cover up the do- uh the the IR sensors for the headset with like a towel what? or something. Like I was like oh because she thinks there are cameras. In I was there? like you realize they're not cameras, right? And like she's like I don't like it. I'm like I'm not. They're spying not. They're not on even you. sensors. They're they're just they're yeah. just lasers. Yeah, and I was like I'm not spying on you or anything. Stop moving my stuff. Uh, so yeah, my my girlfriend's more paranoid about it than I am. We do have one camera, uh, on the front door, um, that points at my car. And you know, can see if some if like mail's getting delivered or something, but that's it. Anywho, let's move on to the second one. Uh, I tried to make this somewhat narrative uh, with the stories that we're talking about, so we're moving on from webcams being hacked on accident to ad companies personally or uh, personally listening to you, listening to your personal conversations. Um, yeah, yeah. This is from Gizmodo yeah. and. We all know this, right? Like, this isn't a shock. Apparently, it says ad company claims that it's true. Your devices are listening to you. Yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's how it happens. So, um, I will say, I, I should have updated last night. There has there has been a follow-up on this. Now, whether or not the, the follow-up is legitimate or not, 
it's hard to say now, but, um, so, so this initial article, uh, pretty well goes through what this, this website from a company called, uh, CMG local solutions, uh, which is a, they're, they're a marketing company. Uh, their website straight up just laid out that they, they have ways of listening to consumers, private conversations using their smart devices. Uh, they, they give examples of like, imagine this, what could it do for your business? If you were able to target potential clients or customers who are using terms like this in their day-to-day conversations, the car lease ends in a month. We need a plan. A minivan would be perfect for us. Do I see mold on the ceiling? We need to get serious about planning for retirement. Uh, it like there, it, it's it's weird because everyone everyone comments on like how scary it is that you'll be talking with somebody else about a category of product or maybe even a specific product, and then suddenly it starts showing up in your Facebook feed, or you get an ad on Twitter for that sort of thing or it shows up in a Google ad or you watch, yeah, you watch a video on YouTube and then suddenly all of your recommended videos are of that particular topic. Yeah. But it, it, but like people have often been like, is my phone just straight up fucking recording what I'm saying and like sending that to a fucking ad company? Yes. Like how, how is it so accurate? Uh, and most evidence says no. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Like, well, because, like, because like iPhones in particular, they tell you when something is using the microphone and Apple isn't in bed with any advertising agencies besides themselves. And like their ads aren't very good. So yeah. like there's, there's no way they're doing it. Android devices, hard to say, mm-hmm. uh, because like everything has, a dedicated chip for constant voice processing. That's how you have things that will listen for you to say Alexa or OK Google or whatever. Or Siri. Uh, yeah. On the, on it, the like, Apple side, it's Siri. Right, right. So, like, I think my I think my Google Home kicked. I was trying to, I was hoping it wouldn't yep. kick in. Yeah. Uh, but, but, like, that's... That, that that is a thing but like actually storing that data and sending it somewhere would be such a huge drain on battery that you would notice but that said how many times the phones just like had really bad battery drain for no apparent reason particularly yeah. android phones but even iphones like you'll have an update and then apple's like oh whoops we'll We'll push another update that'll fix that. And it's like, why, why was it happening in the first place, Apple? Just shut what up. are you doing, Apple? Just shut up. That's why. <laughs> so it was pretty, pretty scary uh, for an ad company to just kind of come out and say what they're doing. Um, yeah. But there, there was a follow-up last night, not from Gizmodo, but I saw it on a different website that uh, the the sad company was like, no, no, we're, we're not, we're not actually listening to people. It's just we're just like using it 
as an allegory, right? Like it's a it's an allegory for for how like we can target people so effectively because we're watching everything you do on the internet. And uh-huh. you know, we're just we're doing it and then we anonymize it and then we put it all into a big AI model and then we're able to then use that data to very specifically target people based on their private conference, based on their interests and like internet searches and stuff. So it, it officially they're not listening to us. I'm going to make but, an MMO that will track people's conversations in game and then provide ads when they start up the game for specific products. You don't think Discord's already doing that? Yeah. <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> They're listening to this conversation right now. They've got to be making money somehow. Ain't uh, nobody buying that much turbo. Nitro. It's called Nitro. Nitro. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. I, I, yeah, I mean, we all know that when we post on, you know, Twitter or Facebook that you're going to start seeing ads. Or if you Google something, what is it called? Double click? Is that the Yeah, that's that the one of their big tracking. Yeah. Uh, if you, you Google something and say, hey, I want to I wanna look for a new car or something, they'll start showing you like on Facebook, like, hey, the 10 top electric cars and all that jazz. So you know that's happening. Uh, well, and, I, and, I, and, like, and not, not to mention, uh, so it, 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 speaking of the way that Google does tracking, mm-hmm. we don't have a story on it because there's not really much to say about it yet. But, you know, Google's new tracking thing is coming into Chrome very soon. Yeah. Where they're disabling third-party cookies, which, like, if you use Safari on your iPhone, you already, by default, have third-party cookies disabled. But um, they're turning off third-party cookies, and then they're just kind of forcing in a new standard on the web where your browser itself has a tracking function built into it that monitors everything that you do on the internet and then, you know, quote unquote, anonymizes that data and then sends Uh it off to the ad company and all that good shit. So like, yeah, it's, it's going to be at a point where like, you don't even have to actually like interact with anything. It really is like, you can be searching on DuckDuckGo and it doesn't fucking matter because the browser itself is watching what you're doing. Yeah. And, and that happened with, or, or there's another thing that happens. I know I've been, uh, you know, texting a friend before, and I'll mention a product. Never googled yeah. it, and then you go to Twitter, and you're like, "Why am I seeing ads for this particular product when I just texted my friend for it?" Like, yeah, it's all all sorts of messed up. So uh, they're all watching you, and stop, stop everything you do on the internet except for listening to the written entertainment podcast that's my suggestion oh, yep yeah Just... only listen to podcasts do it through castapod.org.website <laughs> we have Don't... we have three shows for you to choose from How, what more do yeah. you need we have we have Bug City Blues, which is our new Shadow Run podcast which the first episode apparently just reached 1000 downloads um we have uh, all right yeah, we have Clinton's Core Classics, which has been doing really well. Uh, that's done, so you can listen to it from start to end. 
and then we have the Reading Entertainment Podcast, which uh, has been around for seven years now. Seven, seven or eight years. We are older than the Confederacy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next one. The next story is uh, Sony has confirmed that data has been stolen in two different hacker attacks. I, this feels reminiscent of something that happened like in, in 2011. Except for a little different of something that's happened two other times. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is from Security Week, uh, Cybersecurity News, Insights and uh, Analysis. That's how you do it. How you say that. I was going to say analytics. And I was like, that's not the right word. Uh, One of the incidents is related to the investigation launched by Sony after a relatively new ransomware group named Ransomed VC claimed to have compromised all of the company's systems and offered to sell stolen data. Uh, the screenshots uh, hackers initially made uh, public to demonstrate their claims seem to show that they obtained source code, a- access to Sony applications, and confidential documents. However, most of the content mm. appeared related to Sony's creators' cloud media production solutions, suggesting that their claims were exaggerated. Oh, well, that's disappointing. I was hoping yeah. to get like some OS source code or something. That'd be cool. No, it says Ransom VC has made available a 2 gigabyte archive file allegedly containing information stolen from the Japanese electronics and entertainment giant. However, they they were fucking padding out this article. That's what I'm no saying. Shit. <laughs> However, downloading the file does not seem to work at the time of writing. So they say, hey, we have two gigs, but then you download the file and it's it's not there. I wonder if if the file that you download is actual ransomware. ransomware. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's probably legit. It might just be that, like, word got out about it and everyone started downloading it, kind of like with the, the that, Twitch, uh, the Twitch leaks and the GitHub source code and all that good shit. The the Nintendo leak that happened. Yeah, yeah, a the years ago Nintendo g- the Giga leak, and um, all stuff that I definitely don't have backed up. I did, I I didn't download that. That would be illegal. Yeah, it would be terrible and illegal and don't do it. Uh, my One of our friends in the general chat was like, oh, I wonder if we're going to get free games out of this. Uh, and another person <laughs> was very confused why my yeah. friend would have And I was like, it's because it happened in 2011 and we got free video games. <laughs> they weren't great games, but we got they were free. Yeah. Uh, I my don't, my it, wife got identity theft out of that. That was fun. Well, I don't think that's going to happen this time. It doesn't appear that no. uh, it was on the. It doesn't appear that it was it was on the PlayStation Store side. That's why uh, the in 2011, why we got the free games was because they hacked everything on Sony, yeah. including the PlayStation Store, uh, because the the PlayStation security was super weak at the time, and uh, that's why we got. I think it was. You got free games on your PlayStation 3, and you got to choose from the games, and then you got to choose a couple games that you could download if you had a PSP at the time. I believe that's how it worked. I don't think that the Vita was out yet. I believe you're correct, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, it does say here, though, um, the sample data breach published on the main attorney general's website does not say exactly what type of information was compromised, but it does specify that it was personal information. In addition, Sony is offering free credit monitor 
uh, monitoring and identity restoration services for impacted individuals, which suggests the information is sensitive. So it is possible you could get free identity theft protection uh, through this. If I, They don't give a way of how to do that, though. It's probably like they'll send you an email if you're affected. Oh, it's uh, because the data breach impacts current and former employees of Sony Interactive Entertainment and their immediate family members. Oh, shit. So that's me. So it might. Am I? Oh, wait. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, wow. Uh, I might have to contact because I'm not I wasn't technically an employee, but I worked there for a year. So probably (laughs) they're. Yeah, they very likely have your info because they probably had to do like a background check on you and shit. So, I I might have to I actually <laughs> look that up. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of kind of funny. Yeah. Um. Anyway, there, uh, there was also um a a bit in here saying that uh, some of this data exfiltration happened because of the uh move it hack which uh i don't think we talked about move it on here maybe we did i don't think we did um that that was something that affected a lot of large companies i had only like vaguely heard of move it which is it's it's a file transfer software i i don't really know what it's used for but apparently it's like it's used by a lot of enterprise, like large enterprise companies. Um, I remember managed file transfer software. Uh, it's a free, yeah. it's move it freely is a free command line FTP secure FTP SSL client for seven windows, seven, eight, nine, and 10 system, uh, seven, eight and 10 system. <laughs> sorry. Uh, move it freely, exchange files with secure FTP, blah, blah, blah. I bet you... So it's just an FTP client? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a free <laughs> one that uses command line. But I think that uh, this is probably used because when I was in... When I was at Sony, uh, you know, we had multi... We had Sony Ben Studio working on Days Gone. But there were other studios that would assist. So they would contract out to certain studios... And they would have to send the Perforce data to those companies. They would have to send assets and stuff and game builds to the other companies. And then also there was like a backup that they would do um, in Southern California. They, they would send the entire builds of the game down to Southern California. And that's, you know, 50 or 60 gigs that they would uh do and that that's probably what they're using it for uh and it's probably used all around sony because you know they have their movie divisions and stuff too it says on the website for the software that it's it seems like its main thing is that it it complies with government regulations on like pci and hipaa Mm -hmm. uh so it's it's probably because they've had like some kind of third-party auditing and shit uh which apparently wasn't effective because, yeah. you know, the, the uh, they sent out a, a security bulletin at my workplace that was like, luckily we don't use this, but just in case you were thinking about using it, don't. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> uh, we don't use it where I'm at because we both work uh, in the healthcare field now, right? No. Oh, you don't. Connor does. Nope. Connor does. I thought maybe you worked 
tangentially or something, but technically nope. all of our stuff is HIPAA, which is why I can't work internationally. Uh, because I've I've asked my boss, I was like, can I work when I'm like in Japan or something? Like hop on for oh you know, yeah, a while? no. And he's like, no, not even a little bit. And I was like, but in the employee handbook, it says if we get approved. He's like, well, I'm not approving it. I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that that makes sense. Uh, and apparently, don't use Move It because uh, even though it complies, it doesn't do it very well. Yeah, it's a they're, malicious they're very compliance. Bad job. <laughs> Uh, we are going to move on to our next story. Um, this one, I guess, is good, actually, which I'm surprised they won, and, and we'll get into it in just a second. I'm surprised they won this case, but not the one against Apple. I I have thought about that as well, and I think I know why. Yeah, so um, this is from Massively Overpowered. Yeah, this is Massively Overpowered. Epic sued Google, finding that Google Play engaged in mon- uh, monopolistic tactics. And Epic won. They they beat Google in this, which, again, I think that if they were going to win against Google, they should have definitely won against Apple because they're both monopolies. Like, their app stores are both monopolies on that system. Uh, and I would say Apple even more so, but uh, you go on. Well, that that's the thing, is I, I think... And this is, I have not read anyone like explaining why this is the case, but I, I, my best guess is the difference between Google and Apple in the, in this lawsuit is that Apple owns everything top to bottom, which I know on the surface, that sounds like, well, that's like definitively a monopoly, right? Yes. But it's, it, it, but it's different in that, uh, Apple is not forcing you as a developer to publish on their platform period uh and no one else like like i don't i don't think this is about necessarily developers uh i think this is about oems i think this is about like samsung uh who the fuck else makes Android phones in America? Uh, uh, Samsung, and then you have uh, Huawei, but they're they're not anymore. No. I guess it's ZTE. They, so, are Sony. they still a thing? Sony, Sony, Xperia. Does, they make the Xperia phone still. Yeah, I uh, I know there's a lot of phones. I just don't. Yeah, I, most I, of them THC. are Chinese. But hey, either way, uh, no. It's not THC, is it? I don't know. Oh no, you were you were thinking of of HTC. I HTC. was thinking of. I was thinking I, of. They, just, they don't. I, I, they don't I'm make sorry. phones anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm in Oregon. I I only know about THC. <laughs> LG doesn't make phones anymore. Uh, uh, LG was fun. anyway. I I I'm just gonna say that I really I never owned an LG phone, but they always seemed to be coming up with something new, which is which was cool. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they were they were one of the last holdout holdouts for making unique product. Motorola, there we go. There That's we one. go. They're they're owned by Lenovo, which is the Chinese company. Well, you know, <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Uh, anyway, point being, I think it's because Google strong arms you if you're going to be an Android OEM into using their systems. So, mm. like, if you're going to make an Android phone. And if you want access to publish on 
or if you want access to Google's billing system, because I think that's the other part is that Google has their own like payment transacting system. Mm -hmm. Then you have to comply with all of Google's standards. If you want to, if you want to have the Google play store on your, on your device, you have to do everything that Google tells you to do. And if you're going to use the Google play store on your device, then you have to use Google's billing system for all payments that are, that are run through that. And I'm thinking that that's like kind of the, 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 the thing is that while Apple, uh, Apple doesn't have anybody else making Apple devices. So like there's nobody that they're holding into compliance other than people who want into Apple's ecosystem. Whereas with Android, Google very much forces pretty much anybody who tries to make an Android device to use everything that Google offers and forces them to comply with everything Google wants out of out of your product. Now I will I, I will I will counter you and tell first off I want to tell you nothing phone. But nothing still makes phones. Yeah. Those oh are yeah, different. yeah. <laughs> uh but uh the second counter is there are devices that run Android that do yeah. not have it like uh the but they Amazon. also don't have the play they don't have the play store period that's in true. those cases that's true because like uh, An but, amazon has their own play store that is fucking terrible yeah it is awful uh i i do think because i i do want to say i i don't necessarily agree with with this um i i feel like if if the apple thing was was a no on them being a monopoly than the Google thing should be because yeah. no one, like you said, like you don't have to use Google's app distribution system. Yeah. You can but... actually, you can go and click the button to install third party apps and then just install your own version of the play store. That is, and it's easier to do in Google than it is to do on Apple. Um, however, I I do see what you're saying about it. Uh, the the developers, the people who release the phones, have to use Google Play Store, otherwise they won't get any any funding from that. And that makes and, that makes a lot of sense. And I do also. I, I wonder if there's some aspect of it because of the way that since Google can't get OEMs to cooperate with putting out Android updates in a timely manner, they uh, manner rather they put out um the google play framework is that it something like that your google play services yeah uh, services i think that's it um where like a lot of the newer android update stuff ends up getting slipstreamed into that instead and i could see that even playing a part in in that because yeah. The only way that you can get some updates is potentially through having that, and that's like part of the operating system by most people's standards. So, like, I, I really, I think that that's the main dif differentiator, though, is that while Apple owns everything top to bottom, they're not, they're not, they don't have any other OEMs working with them on that. Mm -hmm. That um, they're not a monopoly they just have a really solid ecosystem that they're, other people want to be part of they're not a monopoly they're just a monopoly just they just yeah. 
they're just better than everybody. <laughs> they're doing it better than everybody else. I shouldn't say they're better than everyone else because they're not. They're not. But they're they're do they're executing on that concept of of owning the entire uh, manufacturer to consumer pipeline better than everyone else. I've mentioned this before. I have a I have a friend who he's used iPhones for a super long time, and his wife uses iPhones. And talking to him, he's like, you know, it's really hard to for me to justify switching to Android because all of my stuff is on Apple. And mm-hmm. if I if I switch over, then I lose all of those apps and I have to rebuy them. And just all of that mm-hmm. stuff is linked together. And he told me that he's like, I would be OK with switching to Android. And I think I would be I would be all right with it. But my wife sees the iPhone as a status symbol. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. And That's a weird thing. It is It is really weird. Uh, and and I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, but it, that's okay. It's funny because, like, I see it the opposite way of, like, I hate that I use an iPhone because I see it as a sign of me being a normie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Epic has... has so they've done this. Uh, obviously, Google is going to appeal the decision. We'll see what happens in the appeals courts, and maybe keep you updated. Who knows? Who knows what we'll do? My, in the mind you, I, I I want to further elaborate. Uh, while I don't necessarily agree with this decision, at least in the context of the the overall uh, lawsuit uh, thing that that Epic is doing here. Uh, I do like it. Yeah, I would. I would love for Google to have to take their their tentacles out of an aspect of the Android ecosystem, or give you the option. So in Europe, this happened years ago with uh with with Microsoft. In Europe, uh, when you install Windows, it gives you the option of what browser you want to have. So you're, it's like, yep. do you want to use Edge? Do you want to use Chrome? They could do something like that where, uh, you know, maybe not even to that extent, just say, hey, when you sign up, do you want to have the Play Store? Do you want to have access to the Play Store? And you say yes or yeah. no. Uh, that, I mean, everyone's going to say yes, right? But at mm-hmm. least that you'll have that option of installing something, some third-party option. Uh, so they did this. Epic won this lawsuit. They lost the one with Apple. This is going to appeals court. Uh, Epic has also come out this week. This isn't a story, but um, they said that they are totally fine with putting their games on third-party platforms like Steam, but that Steam needs to lose the 30% royalty bonus. On, yeah. And, and that's not going to happen. So No. Uh, but, <laughs> but also, uh, Valve has come out this week and said, stop inhaling your exhaust fumes from the Steam Deck. <laughs> it's apparently it's bad for you i guess I, they, they don't know they don't know if it's bad for you or not um but they they want to play it safe and be like please for the love of god stop yeah it's if it has a scent and it's coming from inside of an electronics device it's probably some kind of chemical <laughs> like don't do that yeah and 
they, they're they're not wrong. Yeah, this story is from IGN, and yeah, don't. I mean, what people will do is they'll turn on their Steam Deck and literally just huff the vent, and it's like it oh. smells so good though. <laughs> it's like that and, new but, and it's new like new car smell. It it is something along those lines. It's like. I don't know. It, it, it's it's like not even a like, like oh yeah, smells smells really nice. Yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like a comforting, a comforting, 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 comforting smell. It, it's it's good. They need to they need to have a steam deck, uh, smell Candle? like essential oils as well. But yeah. Yes. Uh. Your wife comes home. She's like, "Why does it smell like electronics?" And you're like, "It's so good." Yeah, you know, it's um, it's kind of like uh, whenever you get like a, you know, those fans with like the uh, the coil in it that's for heat. You know, they're heater fan things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or like or like whenever you first turn on your heat in the winter time and and you get that burnt dust smell. I it I have. The radiator heaters or whatever, so I don't. Oh, I don't really so you don't, get that. You don't know. No, no, no. It's uh, but it's. I don't know. I don't know if there's like some kind of chemical on electrical heating elements or what, and that has to burn off initially. But there's just something about that smell, and, and maybe I'm just a fucking weirdo because I also like. I really love the smell of burnt gunpowder. Oh, some people really love that. They they love that burnt gunpowder smell like, um, i would i would again unironically like if if there was like uh what uh, incense if you could like mm-hmm. put that into incense i'd fucking buy the fuck out of that shit i would be surprised if there wasn't somebody who makes that like you you might I'm be gonna, you might have to go to etsy or something but you could probably find it i'm gonna look it up right now yeah uh my my girlfriend likes holy shit <laughs> You found it. I fe- first result on Etsy. Yep, gunpowder incense. <laughs> Are you gonna buy some and? Make I'm your... strongly considering. It's only ten bucks for ne- a three pack. Next week we're gonna get a we're gonna get like a row of being like the cop showed up at my house. Uh... <laughs> Holy shit! Gun smoke scented candles. Oh my god! You know, there's this there's a whole fucking market out here. My, my brother-in-law really—they have like forty-something guns. They would probably love that. Um, they—they they have way too many guns, in my opinion. The 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 one time I've gone shooting, not gonna lie, it smelled it smelled good. I yeah, I've gone shooting before. I'm I'm just not a huge fan. Just not not my cup of tea. Um, being outside is it's a big problem. Oh no, it's not. What, you go to an indoor shooting range, silly Billy. No, we don't have those around here. It's all outdoor. Oh. And by outdoor, I mean the woods. Oh, like, no. You gotta, you gotta come down here. We got a place. We got a place called the Paisa Armory. They got a MAGA sticker up in the window. Nice. You go in there, and they're like, you got your you got your license to, to express your Second Amendment rights, and you hand them your, your gun card, and they take you in the back. They got a whole shooting range. You you shoot your guns and the bullets. They go into a a big pile of chopped up conveyor belts. Maybe, <laughs> maybe next time. Maybe next time I visit you in seven years or something like that. However, uh, 
little little known fact about me. You know what one of my first jobs was? Uh, I worked at a shooting range. Oh, yeah. Oh. I I it was it was it's outside of town, like a few miles, and it was a a shotgun shooting range. So I would I was the person in the uh, little areas loading up the clay pigeons. Oh. Yeah, that was my main job. And then I would also, like, they would have tournaments and, like, see who had, you know, better shots and stuff. And I would, um, I would, I would tack, you know, all the hits that they got. That was my, that was like my first job when I was like 18. Anyway, yeah. (laughs) Did you also have to go out and you had to pick up the, the pigeons that they missed? And, and you had to, you had to dodge the, the incoming (laughs) shells. No, no, they just kind of left them there. <laughs> just... And and once they hit have the a, ground, like a mattress they... on your back, like the ball boys at golf courses. No, those were those clay pigeons are super fragile. Oh yeah, no, like yeah, they're if just, you they're just terracotta. Yeah, if you loaded them a little bit too hard, like a couple of them would break as you were loading them. It was a pain in the ass. Uh, I only worked there for a few months before I got a real job. Anywho, uh, <laughs> oh man, you know, I've been trying to not talk too much about this story, this next story, uh, because oh, the, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty controversial, uh, but somebody brought it up and it does have to do with, you know, kind of us. Sea of Stars are removing the completionists from the game because they don't want any bit of this drama. <laughs> They're just like, nope, we are we are stepping back. Uh the completionist is actually in WrestleQuest as well as as a Uh-oh. character. Uh he's just a an NPC that you go up to and he's like, hey, complete the game, or something like that. Um however, yeah. Uh, I guess we should talk about why he's getting removed. And that is because uh-huh. uh he done fucked up. Is what happened. It, I like legally, he's been accused of embezzling charity funds. Now he has been um, accused. Yeah, he's been accused of embezzling charity funds, but uh, and charity fraud. And yeah. what should have like he posted a response, and I watched the response, and I thought, wow, YouTubers are really bad at apology videos. <laughs> Yeah, like maybe maybe Homie should have like run this through a lawyer or two before he uh before I think, he put this out here. I think he did, but he should have ran it through a couple mm. of normies. That's yeah, what he or, should have or done. like a PR person or something cuz like uh I, I did you uh did you watch Yes. Uh okay. <laughs> the 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 Carl's Jobs uh yeah. response to the response? Yeah. Yeah, po- pointing out that he directly implicated himself during his response. Yeah, what so. he should what So the the okay. Let's go back here. There are two YouTubers, some ordinary gamers, there's a guy named Muda. Mudahar. Uh yeah. and then Carl Jobs. They are two YouTubers who kind of expose um, shitty things that people do. Carl Jobs is mainly, uh, from what I've seen, like exposing people who cheat uh, in video games, like as speedrunners. 
So he's like, well, this is this is how this person cheated. Uh, and then sometimes he does videos where he's like, look at this really cool speed run that just happened of GoldenEye or something. But uh, he's in a lawsuit right now with Billy Mitchell because Billy Mitchell uh, used to be known as the King of Kong. And now he is, uh, it's pretty widely known that Billy Mitchell cheated his high scores. <laughs> And then now lied he's known about as it. the guy, yeah, the yeah. guy who cheated at King Kong or King uh, Kong, Donkey yeah, Kong, Donkey Kong, yeah. And that was, you know, he lied about it for like forty years. Um, but uh, Carl he's Jobson, still lying about it, yeah. Carl Jobson, Mudahar have went and they found out that uh, the completionist Gerard Khalil, uh, he has an open hand foundation, open hand foundation was created by Gerard to give money to uh, people uh, or give money to charities that help people with dementia. Uh, so he would raise money in what's called Indie Land, uh, and they would play a bunch of indie video games, raise money, give that money to these groups that they worked with. Uh, the problem is, yeah, the problem was that they, they didn't give that money away. And I think we did talk about it on the podcast. We did talk about it on the podcast, and then we kind of let it sit for a while. But he, they had about $600,000 in the bank, and it never went anywhere. They never actually gave that money to any companies. And that was the problem. And so Carl Jobst and Mudahar uncovered this, and then they uncovered some other things like uh, during the videos, during the IndieLand streams, Gerard would say, hey, we're giving all of our bits, all of the subscribers we get today, all of that money is getting given to charity. Uh, but they had, so that $600,000 that they had in the bank was directly from donations. And so they gave the $600,000 to the, the charity now, after 10 years, but they never like accounted for the bits or the subscriptions which is charity fraud apparently i it can allegedly uh please don't sue me uh and so they they came out with these videos um exposing this and kind of alluding to the fact that it could be charity fraud and what gerard did was he came out with the response video and in the response video what he should have said was, I'm sorry. And we've, we've now donated that money. And in the future, we will be better about this and more transparent. It should have been a five-minute fucking video <laughs> that was like, we screwed up. It's my fault. I'm sorry. We will be better in the future. If there's an audit, uh, we'll show that you know nothing malicious happened. It, it, there was no charity fraud, anything like that. That's what should have been done. What he did do was he made a 25-minute video where the first couple of minutes were, hey, we did this, we screwed up, and then it moved on to, I'm going to show you why it's bad that these two people made the, these videos, and also at the end, I'm going to threaten legal action against Carl Jobson Muda. And uh, that was the wrong, the wrong thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I I would have been, I 
I don't know. I know I'm not in the pos this position, but if if Gerard came up to me and showed me this video and was like, "Should I release it?" I would have been like, "Fucking no." <laughs> you look. He looked angry. He looked very angry, and not. Well, and he he was not he like was he was trying was to. Yeah, he he was trying to do the like uh, appeal to emotion mm -hmm. and and give off the vibe of like someone who is offended that someone would accuse him of such a deplorable thing. And and I get that. Like he probably is very angry about the whole situation. Mm -hmm. But you got to you got to play to the the way that the public is going to interpret anything that you say. Yeah. And also it helps if you don't again further implicate yourself by saying something that you probably shouldn't have said. That's true. You should yeah, he what was it that he implicated? What was it that he said that implicated him further? Uh, something to do with the charity and and bits and stuff yeah i think but i it might it might have no i don't yeah i don't remember i don't remember specifically what it was but i know that like it, that carl made like a big point of being like and then he says this and i don't know why he said this because that that pretty well just puts it out there that he's admitting to yeah. charity fraud yeah, and he he in my if I were to write the apology video for for Gerard, I would have him come out and say, "Hey, I'm sorry. The money has been donated. Uh, we donated the six hundred thousand dollars to this corp this company. Uh, we're going to be more transparent in the future. Um, maybe set a limit, like, hey, they you know sometimes those big charities they do require a large sum of money." Because just donating like even fifty thousand dollars, there's gonna be some some places that that's gonna go that's not actually gonna benefit the people with dementia or whatnot, right? Like, and so they actually want a larger sum of money so that more of that money can be uh, given to the people who need it. And so come up with a number and say, hey, we're gonna be more transparent in the future. Uh, we're still going to do our IndieLand donation streams and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to have a ticker that once it gets to $150,000, then we're going to donate that lump sum to X charity. Something like that, right? Not, well, cause, yeah, he, not cause what he, he had, did. He, yeah, he had said that the main reason that the funds hadn't been sent beforehand was because they wanted to have enough money so that they could specifically point that money to a particular thing. Like they yeah. wanted to be able to have the leverage to go, here you go, charity, here's a bunch of money, and this is what you're going to use it for. Because you, you can't do that if you donate like $20,000. You have right. to have several hundred thousand dollars to do that. Right, and and that makes sense, but I would think that that way would would be good. I guess Indy Land is canceled. Indy Land's not happening uh, anymore. Oh, he already that that was that was kind of a, a an unfortunate thing. <laughs> Even more unfortunate thing. Uh he already had done the last Indy Land. He, oh, he had already really? it like yeah. He was like I want I want this to be the last Indy Land and I want it to go off with a bang and all this. Like there's a clip in in Carl's video of that. Uh well, Which it's done. And then also they're not going to be raising. Basically, Open Hand, the charity that he founded, uh, is dead now. It's It's gone. That's 
they're not going to be doing anything anymore with the Open Hand Foundation now that they've donated the money. The The big problem is that I saw is they used quotes on the Open Hand Foundation that were lies, like fake quotes from companies saying, hey, you know, they're one of our biggest donors and stuff, and they hadn't donated to anybody, um, which is a huge red flag in my opinion. So. Yeah, and now it's to the point where Gerard, I don't think he's uploaded a actual completionist video in like a month. Since since this happened, there have been no actual completionist videos released. And before that, they were very consistent. Uh, at least once a week posting a video uh, that they would, it was either a completionist video or a top 10 video. And he maybe mentioned it that wasn't, maybe it wasn't in the Carl Jobs video. Maybe it was in the Mudahar video because I did watch both. Yeah, I've watched I've watched two of Carl's videos and one of Muda's. And yeah. um, what I got to say is, yeah, I know that some people are defending Gerard in this, but I mean, it would look bad even without the the alleged charity fraud and everything. It would look bad to have that money in that account for 10 years and not donate it when you said you were going to donate it. <laughs> but I do think that it could have went over better if Gerard made a better apology video. Um, again, what I, would, what I would say is, hey, thank you, Carl and Muda, for, for pointing out you know, these flaws that we had. We have donated the money. Uh, and because of your videos, it kind of put a fire in our ass to get this done. Not, we're going to fucking sue you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Carl Jobs and Muda may be facing a lawsuit from the completionist soon, uh, which would be even more fun, because then, then all of that stuff has to come out in Discovery, and we would have even more stuff to talk about. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the completionist is being removed from Sea of Stars. Have you played Sea of Stars? I haven't played it at all. It's a turn-based RPG, so so you love you it. It's your fa your favorite type of game is turn-based RPGs. That's what I hear. Yes, especially ones with pixel art. Yeah, my yeah. F my favorite games are survival games that last for four days. <laughs> uh, the day before Deb's, I'm actually not doing terrible at segways today. I'm amazed. Look at look at you. We're we're evolving like a as real a podcast. podcast host. Uh, the day before Dev Studio announces its closure after four <laughs> days, uh, claims the game failed financially. Yeah, no, no shit. Uh, the day before was when was it announced? Like four or five years ago now, something like that. Where? Oh no, they're also the ones who made Prop Night. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, so that game also sucked. Yeah, the day before was announced, and it had like a really, really cool trailer that got a lot of people hyped. And I thought, oh, that looks fake, and it it was fake. And they it was like supposed to be an open world MMO, but then it turned out to just be an extraction shooter when it finally released. And it shut down so fast we didn't even have time to shit on it. That's how. <laughs> yeah. That's how bad it was. Uh, they were also accused of using like 
unpaid labor. Oh. Uh, I think we spoke about that at one point, or I at least read about it somewhere, where they were being accused of hiring people, having them work on the game, like as unpaid interns, and then letting them go after three months. So you had just a bunch of people, like a rotating staff coming in and working on the game for I, I a little bit. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Um. So we all knew, or anybody with two brain cells to rub together knew that this was going to be a disaster when it actually released oh Uh, yeah and then it ended up being a really bad a really really bad extraction shooter uh and i watched one person who actually did play it and they went into a building and there were just random gunshot noises but there was nobody else there actually firing the guns off they just added gunshot noises to the building to make it (laughs) seem like somebody was there and then everyone would just there would be a, like an extraction site and everyone would just hunt the extraction site and kill anyone who got close to it. Uh, and also it was just a super buggy mess. Did you watch or play any of it? I watched a couple of videos of people playing it because like, I, I, I wasn't going to buy that shit. Are you kidding me? No, me neither. Um, <laughs> but and- yeah, I, I, I'm well aware that it is garbage. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if it's still going on, uh, but Steam released a The Day After Survival Seems Stale, um, where it, there were a what? bunch of games that were 33% off. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was called The Day After Survival Sale Bundle, um, and it was two games, Daisy oh. and was it Ark? Okay, I see. I see what you. Okay, I thought. I thought you were saying that there was like there a was like a sale. Steam, yeah, a oh, Steam yeah. sale, like straight up big old Steam Steam sale that was just poking fun at the fact that there was a really bad game on their platform. No, unfortunately, it was just getting um, Daisy and Icarus for thirty three percent off, which that's cool. <laughs> What's I've never played Icarus. What is Icarus? It it sounds vaguely familiar, but yeah, I don't I don't even know. It's, yeah, but the problem the problem is with with the survival craft em up genre is that there are a billion of these fucking games and yeah. they all look exactly the same. So I scrolled down on this link from PC Gamer, and if you look at the second picture there, it shows a picture and the the tagline underneath says me riding my giant tamed bird while other giant birds hang around my house in Icarus. So it it looks like third person arc survival evolved. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Uh, So yeah, you could get, I don't know if that sale's still going on, but you can get Daisy and Icarus for 33% off. Oh, it is still going on. Uh, It's on until December 21st, 2023. Yeah. So if you want to get those games, you can do that. What, what I that? do think is is bullshit. Um, so uh, I saw that the the day before developer mentioned mm-hmm. uh, the release of the Wild Eight, and I, I remembered the Wild Eight because I actually had thought about getting it. It seemed cool. It seemed like something that would be fun to play with other people, right? Because uh, it's like a it, it's like a like a co op survival uh, open world survival craft 'em up thing, but it's like from a Diablo perspective, and it's 
like has like interesting story elements and shit. Um, but I, I went onto the steam page, uh, and it's got mostly negative recent reviews and it's just people review bombing a completely unrelated game other than it's, it's the same developer. Like it's them going, it's game developers, same company that made the day before. And it's like, well, that's not fucking fair. Like, yeah, that doesn't make this a bad game. Like, don't do that. It probably is a bad game, but it's not the, the overall reviews are mostly positive. Oh, okay. It's a perfectly fine game. I do think it's sussy that the developer is listed as a completely different studio. So I don't know if maybe, maybe, uh, because the uh, the day before devs, their company's called Fantastic, F N Tastic. Yeah, Fantastic. Um, yeah. And maybe they were, maybe they just kind of consulted on it or something, or they were contracted out on it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, I I will definitely say I watched a lot of YouTubers play Prop Night. Let's say a lot of I watched like three different YouTubers slash Twitch streamers play Prop Night. Right. Um. It was a it was a mediocre uh Dead by Daylight clone that had prop hunt stuff in it too. And it it never really balanced in any meaningful way. And most of the killers were like internet memes. Like like one is very obviously just Slenderman, that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it uh I don't think we're really losing much of anything meaningful with this studio dying. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, considering the the game was released, I think they also used AI in the game. I I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Like act like for uh, voices or something like that. I'm not sure. Again, wouldn't be surprised from from what little I heard of the of the dialogue in the game and just from what I saw, like it 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 looked like an asset flip. But yet they they supposedly spent five years working on it. So something like that. Yeah, it was it was a while. And when that trailer came out, it was like one of the most hyped. They're like, oh, my God. People were like, oh, my God, this looks amazing. It's great. It's going to be so fun. And I was just like, nah, it it doesn't look real. It looks like a trailer. You look at you look at. That's that's why with any any of those things, like particularly all of the like no gameplay trailers that were at the game awards, you have to look at the pedigree of these studios to see mm-hmm. if they're like have they may, ever made anything period before, and like I'm not gonna trust the look of a trailer, whenever they have nothing to show prior to to this thing that they're this concept that they're showing off. The only reason that, that I was, that was hyped about uh, the thing from the, the lady that uh, was, she presented Ghostwire Tokyo. Cause she was like the art director oh, is yeah. because she was the art director on Ghostwire Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that stands out in that game is the amazing designs of like the world and the monsters and shit. So yeah, like, I... but, but this studio, they made, they made a, like they seem to have made a survival craft him up and a shitty dead by daylight ripoff mm-hmm. an art game. And I remember a dead dozen, but again, I think that that must've been something that they were like subcontracted out for or something. I, so well to go back to the trailer thing, um, do you, do you remember it was, it would have been a long time ago now, like five or six years 
when they did the E3 trailer, I think it was the E3 trailer for um for for Days Gone where they had like yes. actual in the actual not the one uh the first one where they're like run he runs up the water tower. But the oh, maybe the, not then. the there was a real like actual gameplay trailer showed off. It was like a year before the game actually released. The one that I remember was the dude like he he like goes to like a warehouse. I feel I remember yep. all all of the freakers running up the warehouse. That is that's the first trailer. Oh, okay, I there, don't remember the other one. Then, yeah, the second trailer he like goes into a camp and takes people out and stealth is stealth and stuff. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, I do remember that now. And I, was I remember talking, I remember being like, you better be able to move bodies or it's not going to be a good game. Yeah, <laughs> and you couldn't move bodies. You couldn't. Uh, it's still not a bad not a bad game, but yeah, couldn't move <laughs> bodies. Um, wasn't really that much of a stealth game. Basically, is is yeah. what we're saying. But, um. I was talking to one of the QA guys because, you know, they had to play through that trailer for like two months. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just making sure that everything worked in that particular area. And one of the QA guys is like, yeah, that's uh, not representative of how the game actually plays. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you know some of the stuff you do in that trailer? Um, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't actually happen because... <laughs> Uh, apparently some of the stealth, like you could do stealth in the game, but some of the way they did the stealth, just it, it didn't flow in the, in the trailer that they showed or in that yeah. gameplay section. So they had to like redo some of the, the AI to make it better and, and on put on screen better. And he's like, yeah, they're, even though they, they don't like, you know, turn to you and stuff, they're always aware that you're there just in the programming. <laughs> And so, so and they, that's they probably, scripted up that that segment. Yeah, they they like scripted. Hardcore. Yeah, they scripted it up and then had somebody, like they had to you know play through it, you know a ton of times recording it just to get make sure it looked perfect for the video. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, that's that's how trailers, even gameplay trailers, um, at at E three or something will will work. Uh, well. well not yeah, a, not uh, E three anymore, but you know we'll talk uh, about that in a yeah. second. Well, uh, did you watch the most recent What Happened? Uh, uh, no, I haven't. On, it it was on Thief Four, and the, the, the uh, F. Yeah, which that that's like the first thing he talks about. Uh, but I I won't get into to that specifically. Uh, one of the developers on it uh, talked about how the the showcase that they did, I think it was for E3, uh, included like elements that just straight up weren't in the game. Like they were just mm -hmm. completely fake. Uh, they, they had like the UI designers and shit, like put bits and pieces into the, the gameplay trailer that were not absolutely not going to be in the final game, but they just wanted to make it like look cooler. And that yep. was it. They just <laughs> like, yeah, uh, we we've heard numerous times th through uh, people talking about working in the games industry that like those E3 demos are always a huge fucking pain in the ass. They are because you have to make this vertical slice; it has to be perfect, and it's going to be like it's gonna it's gonna be a like six month old beta release whenever like 
the the game is going to be in active development the whole time that you're doing that. So you're you're making an out of you're putting out video of an out of date build of the game that's going to be even more out of date by the time anybody sees it. And it just feels really bad and embarrassing and it takes time away. It's just now it's, now, a, it's a good thing E3's dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we'll talk about that in a second, but I do want to say uh, that first trailer for days gone, the one that you remember uh, where you had all the freakers like running after you and stuff yeah. that apparently was done in engine on the PS4. Uh, and they flew a ton of people, like, they flew at the time, like, half the studio down to E3 because, you know, it's a big reveal. And there was one programmer who basically did everything. Did the, that yeah. whole freaker thing, like, with all yeah, of them yeah. able to run on the PS4, that was all Norm. And yeah. Norm is the shyest person <laughs> that you will ever meet. <laughs> And so people are coming up and they're like, oh my God, that, that's amazing. You got that to run on PS4 hardware? And people are like, yeah, that was Norm. And Norm's like, it was a, it was a team effort. Please stop fucking talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't curse. Uh, but he was like, yeah, please just just go away. <laughs> but well, yeah. And, uh, it, I imagine they did that second trailer that was all scripted up because somebody at Sony was like, can you make this look more like uh, The Last of Us? Yeah, probably. Uh, but as we have not not even alluded to, as we have said, E3 is dead. Um, yeah. E3, it's been, we've we've known, it's been dead for the last, like, what, six years now? Seven years? Eh, maybe not that long, uh, but like five years. No, it, it was pretty much like, like, it was already on its last legs pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. The pandemic hit, and then it was done. Yeah. And they've been trying like they've they're like, we're going to hold virtual events. I think they tried to do that in 2020 and it didn't really work. Yeah. Uh, and then in 2020, did they do a E3 in 2021? I don't think so. I don't think they did anything. And I don't think they did one in 2022 either. And then this year. Yeah. Again, it's been four years in a row due to COVID is what it says here. Um, And they're just like, yeah, we're we're done. We can't we can't do it. And it says after more than two decades of E3, each one bigger than the last. <laughs> the last time, uh, the time has come to say goodbye. The organization wrote, thanks for the memories, GGWP. But even before the pandemic, as you said, like Sony pulled out of, of E3 five years ago or something like that. Um, yeah. Xbox Nintendo pulled out back with the Wii U. Yeah, Nintendo pulled out, Xbox or Microsoft pulled out. Um Bethesda, but yeah, Bethesda started doing their own thing. I knew Bethesda was doing their own thing. Uh I think maybe Xbox was the last like hanger on to E3. I th I think Xbox was the last like big uh company that was still there. Um And we're just... I feel I, I think Ubisoft was doing like Ubisoft Connect sometime yeah. around like 2017, 2018. And and like in the middle, what was mid two thousands, early early twenty tens, like E three, a giant conference where you know they show off a bunch of games at once, made a lot of sense. Um, yeah. But but now with with you know video streaming being so ubiquitous, and basically all they showed off at E three was just a bunch of trailers then it, it just gets to the point where you're like, is it really worthwhile 
does it really matter when we can just host our own events? And so that's what they've all been doing. Bethesda's been doing it, X or Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo. The Nintendo Directs are great um, because they're they're short. They're like half an hour, and they're like, here are the games we're fucking releasing, and that's it. It's great. You don't have to spend an entire week waiting for the next <laughs> conference to happen. Yeah, um, and and you get rid of all the problems of like technical issues. You don't have to have like Ubisoft doing the like stupid cringy live hosts and being like, look at our next big game. It's laser tag. And like that, that stupid shit, like it's a lot cheaper. It makes just more sense logistically. Yeah. There's really no reason for something like E3 to exist anymore. The only reason I think that uh, something like PAX is, is a thing is because it's so very like community driven. Yeah. Uh, cause like the, the games showcase stuff while, yeah, it's, it's a great way for you to market your game. I, I don't think it really serves as much of a purpose as, as something like steam fest, steam next fest does, you know? Yeah. And they, you know, they'll also have, like I go to the Portland retro gaming expo. I, I did it every year for a few years and I haven't gone there in a couple um, like I haven't done the last two cause COVID stopped 2020. Uh, and then yeah. I, I didn't go in 2021 or 2022, but before that I had gone to like five or six of them. Um, and with PAX and Portland Retro Gaming Expo, they'll bring in YouTubers and stuff to do like, you know, do panels and Q and A's and all that jazz. Uh, and that's really cool. Um, and, and I think that's part of why PAX is so good. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've went to, you know, panels for like Pathy, uh, Pathy NES Punk, uh, the, the Game Sack guys, <laughs> the completionist, probably not going to go to any of any more of those. Um, they probably won't have any more of those. Uh, Pro Jared, hey, you had a panel once that was pretty good. <laughs> probably not going to that one. Um, <laughs> don't, don't just stop doing shitty things, but uh, and I think that's a big part of it. S- same thing with like Comic Con, right? Like they show it's not just hey we're showing movie trailers. It's also we're doing panels with, you know, the actors from this TV show or movie, uh, right. and they're talking about it. And, and E3 like, was just video games, which we yeah. can now just view the trailers on YouTube. And like again, it was it was not only was it just video games. It was primarily like a way for the big publishers and and the hardware manufacturers to advertise yep. in a in a big way it was just a giant advertising thing because like e3 was put on by the esa which was just a a holding co- or a, a, a company that's made up of representatives from all the major game companies like it is purely just an ad company uh for the video game industry so like that that's all E3's purpose was. And yeah, you could have like smaller developers and publishers out on the floor, like showing off the new games. But again, uh, like that's kind of what Steam Next Fest can do. Like we haven't really needed that sort of thing outside it, since like we got rid of demo discs. Uh-huh. Like w- once you could just download a demo off of Xbox Live Arcade or whatever, it, there was really not, much of a purpose like am i the only one who misses demo discs 
I, it's, I, a, it's absolutely a nostalgia thing, and you know it. I know. I also miss fucking Burger King releasing video games. Well. <laughs> Just being able to like go to Burger King and be like, hey, I want that shitty game, please. Can I get a big bumper, please? Or when I was, uh, when I was, you know, early, early teens, and, or not even that, like before I was a teenager, and they would have demo discs included with your your Pizza Hut order. Oh, oh, that was great. <laughs> oh shit! You'd get you'd get like a like a shitty little like shareware game in your fucking cereal box sometimes. Like, one one of the games offered, uh, and then we got to end this at some point. <laughs> but uh, one of the games offered was Crash Bandicoot Three was on one of the demo discs. And if you put in the full unlock code, you could unlock the entire video game. Oh, because it, it was it was like it just had code in there that that mm-hmm. cut the game off at a certain point, but you could bypass it. Yeah, and it, it was a beta of the game, uh, and it wasn't found out until like ten over a decade later that you could do that. Uh, <laughs> and now that demo disc goes for hundreds of dollars. Uh, it's silly. Yeah, it's super silly. Um, I probably have that in in my archive. One uh, th- before we leave, uh, I just want to say one of the games that I remember playing as a demo was Final Fantasy VIII, and that demo was a lie as well. <laughs> because in the game, you play through uh, basically the second section of the game, where where you raid a town with Squall and and your miscreants, and in the demo, you have summons that you can't get at that point in the game. Oh, yeah. And I was like, why don't, like, playing through the actual game, I'm like, did I miss something? Like, I don't have the summon. And you can't get it until, like, the third disc. I was like, what the fuck? I, that happened a lot with demos back then. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd, you'd play a, a demo, and so I, I I couldn't name anything specific, but I remember on multiple occasions being like, Oh man, this is a really cool thing in this demo for this game. I'm going to buy it. And then you get the game and like, it was like, like I had mentioned before, like since a lot of those things are vertical slices from like six month old beta releases, like it's something that they cut out of the final game. So it's like, it's not even something that you can do in in the finished product. What the fuck is this bullshit? Yeah. Like, Okay, before I, b- b- one last thing. I'm sorry, I, I j- it just <laughs> reminded me. Uh, so we have a, we have a thing that records in in our Discord that we haven't used for this podcast. I still do the Audacity, just combine it all into one. Yeah. Then. But you, I don't know if DaVinci Resolve has on the premium product the ability to auto generate subtitles, oh, and. Yeah. With Craig, which is our, our recording software in Discord, it allows you to like have different audio tracks. So you would have your own audio. Anybody in this has their own audio track, and then you can combine them together. Sure. I wonder, because uh, DaVinci doesn't have the way, if you have just one audio track, to say, hey, this voice sounds different, so we're going to make it a different person. Uh, yeah, no, that would be that'd be pretty computationally expensive yeah but if you have four different audio tracks you could potentially create four different subtitle tracks 
yeah, and then definitely. have those on the the YouTube video. But then I would have to pay three hundred dollars for DaVinci Resolve. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I make zero money from this podcast. So yeah, uh, maybe maybe one day we'll we'll do that because I I do think that's a neat idea. And it would make the YouTube video a little bit better. But then we'd have like five different lines on the thing, like <laughs> labeled as a well, Roa coming out. And I, well, I don't know. I don't know how that would, it, it probably doesn't have a way of like intelligently layering the different subtitles, like depending on who's talking. Yeah, I would. I would. Right. It would. It would just have to. You'd have to have them pop up as as they appear, but they'd always be in like the same spot. But sometimes there'd be nothing, and sometimes there'd be text in the middle of the screen. No, what I would do is I would have like my like on the top of the page. It would be me talking, right? Yeah, as a line. And that's what I meant. And then I would have different colors. So like you would be red, I would be green. Something like that. So that way you could differentiate. You know, differentiate. Wait, you know, you could. Um, because I, uh, the, the first time that I did a video version, I had the waveform generate within da, uh, DaVinci. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could, like, you could have three waveforms, you know, one for each speaker. And then mm-hmm. have the captions layered on, uh, put on top of each waveform. That'd That's be interesting. Cool. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll. I would have to spend three hundred dollars, and I'm spending too much money this week anyway. So maybe, maybe after the holidays when I get my taxes, Oregon is. I'm going to be getting like two grand oh my for my taxes. God, taxes. Yes. So. Oh shit. Oregon's getting a really good kicker where we're getting like forty five percent of the sales or of the state tax that we paid last year. Ooh. As a kicker, so I'm getting like $2,200 back. Holy shit. Yeah. And I was like, man, if I was married, I've, I've, part of me is like, I should get married because then I would get like <laughs> four grand back. But I'm, I, I, I don't know how much my bonus is going to be in January. Yeah. It's like, are, are you going to buy I, the Reaton Entertainment podcast, DaVinci Resolve? Huh? Huh? Uh, no. <laughs> No. However, I I am I I my weight loss goal, if I oh. if I hit my weight if I hit my weight loss goal I'm buying myself a Mac. Nice. Uh, that is that is my reward. How so, how close are you, do you know? Um it depends. <laughs> so I had initially set it at three thirty. I'm at three forty right now. Okay. Uh I'm starting to think maybe that wasn't ambitious enough maybe i need to set it at like 300 because it's only been a couple months well yeah but when is your goal gonna end because it's it's you have like two weeks i don't think you can lose 30 pounds in two weeks oh it's not no it wasn't like a it wasn't like a time thing oh okay like a personal thing to try to keep myself on track you know oh good good yeah because a lot of times um when people are that big it you don't watch professional wrestling but in the '90s, there was a wrestler named Yokozuna. Uh, yeah, and he was a, he was a big guy. Uh, by yeah, the way, he, not he, well. He's a sumo wrestler. Uh, he he wasn't. No, but that was like his gimmick, right? Yeah, because yeah. it was the '90s, and everyone <laughs> was racist back then. Yeah, yeah, he was Samoan. Uh, he's he was actually <laughs> he's actually related to The Rock because that's great. 
every Samoan in wrestling is related to The Rock. Um, well. And so he went in, like, they're like, you are getting too big. And they sent him to a camp. And he lost, like, 100 pounds in, like, a month and a half. But it's all water weight. Was it by doing meth? No, oh, it's, like, all water weight and stuff. And then he would, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then he would end up gaining it back. And so... Uh, that's that's kind of part of why I'm, like... Like, I've only lost, like, 20 pounds. Yeah. I feel like I need to push myself further. So... Yeah, yeah I think 300... That's probably good. I, th- I think, uh, yeah, 300 would be... I, I can't remember the last time that I was 300 pounds. You know, so like <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> like, but yeah, you wouldn't know. But the, like, yeah, it's it's pretty fucked up, right? The yeah, the fattest I've ever been was I was almost two hundred pounds. I um, I was two hundred pounds in middle school. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm also shorter and and stuff. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Good good luck. Uh, I'm sure you keep us updated on the podcast about, about your weight, how your weight <laughs> loss is going. You're like, well, I ate, I ate th- McDonald's three times today. So <laughs> I'm now back up to 350. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not meaning to make fun of you too much. You know, no, no, um, I, we will, I, I talk shit on you enough. So <laughs> I deserve it. We will be back next. Well, We'll see. We'll see. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Uh, Thank you for being here, Aroa. Uh, Goodbye. Bye.